Well, it is Resurrection Sunday. And what a better time to celebrate and share this morning about the risen Christ. If you have your Bibles with you, would you please open your Bibles to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. We're going to be reading a lot of scripture today. I make no apologies for that because the word of God is living and active. And we just heard a prophetic word that just came to us that depression and those things that challenge us are going to be lifted by declaring the word of God. So that's going to happen this morning. Part of that prophecy will be fulfilled as we read the word of God. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, Lord, that you have been with us the moment we woke. You've been with us when we were sleeping. You've never left us or forsaken us. You were with us wherever we go. We want to thank you that you're with us this morning. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you anoint me afresh to deliver your word to your people. I pray that our eyes would be open and our ears would be open to hear and see what the Spirit wants to do in our midst this morning. In Jesus' wonderful name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Mark 16, I'm reading from the NIV. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, Who will roll away the stone of the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white and a robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? But go, tell his disciples and Peter. He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling in bewilderment, the women went out and fled the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Jesus has risen. He's no longer inside the tomb. He is risen and seated at the right hand of the Father. And this morning, as I was spending time with God, I said, God, what do you want to tell your people this morning about your resurrection? There are so many different themes that have been shared throughout the centuries. But God just said this. He says, I want you to tell them this. He has risen so we can. He has risen so we can. Now, I'm going to add some statements after that just so you don't think, wow, that's really profound, T. But he has risen so we can. And the first thing God wants us to know and Jesus wants us to know, he has risen so we can have an intimate relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is his person. He came to save us, to die and raise again so we can have fellowship. He's not off in the distance, but he came to live inside of us. Fellowship that's not distant, but fellowship that's within So I want us to turn to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 23. Like I said, I'm going to read some scriptures this morning. You can shout amen when you get to Hebrews 10. Amen? 
Hebrews 10, 19, 20, 19 through 23. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened up for us through the curtain, that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who is promised is faithful. When Jesus was on the cross and he gave up his spirit to his father and he says, it is finished, It says in different translations, but I like this one, that the earth shook, rocks split open, and the curtain was torn, no longer separating us. No longer do you have to have a title, yeah? You don't have to have a special title to go into the presence of God. You don't have to have a certain amount of education and seminary degrees to encounter the living God Jesus tore that all away. And he says, it is for all to come to me. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth. And so this fellowship is a wonderful thing. Fellowship with the Father 24-7, seven days a week for all eternity. Can I encourage you? Don't look to heaven for when you think you'll experience the greatness of God. You can experience it now. Every day, now. So heaven won't be such a shock when you get there. Yeah? Jesus said, bring heaven to earth. Yeah? So it's a wonderful thing that God has brought us into fellowship with him. Amen? Like I said, we don't have to wait. This other thing I like he said, for he who promised is faithful. This is it. God makes a promise. God keeps his promises. Promises made, promises kept. I love that. God never fails us. Always fulfills his promises. Oh, sure, the timing may be different, but his promises never change. His promises never change. Turn with me to Romans 8, 34, 39. This one will encourage you. If this don't shake you up, church, I don't know what will. Hallelujah. Jesus, how about that? Amen, there's one. Jesus came to give you life in abundance. You ready? Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life. He is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, someone talking behind my back, someone causing me an offense? Just add in those bits. But folks, that's the reality. Yeah? As it's written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. 
No, in all things, we are more in conquerors through him who loved us. Now, I did a massive Greek study on the word all. Get ready. Are you ready? This is going to be good. It means all. All. Brian, you're holding your Bible up yet? You got all? Oh, come on. Praise God. Love it when the body starts just interceding. Hallelujah. All things. So we know it's all things. Yeah? We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Now, I did another word study on more than conquerors. I thought, well, wait a minute. Being a conqueror is pretty good. Yeah? You conquered something, that's pretty good. But this is what it means. You are a super conqueror who is completely and overwhelmingly victorious. And I said, Lord, that's great. That's like a superhero outfit. Yeah? You know, we just... Yeah? Now, I said, Lord, what does that mean for us? And he, and he took me to the scriptures and he reminded me of David. And he says, we just don't defeat the giant. We cut its head off. But then I thought, that's great. He says, oh, no, that's not where it stops. I want you to carry the head around. <laughs> David did. He carried it off the field. Yeah? Let me encourage you the days ahead of your victories Don't be ashamed of the giants that you're going to defeat. Let others see. Let them see the heads that you cut off. Yeah? And you can say, if he's done it for me, he could do it for you. Yeah? We're more than conquerors. So stop whining about it. Stop saying, I can't do it. Can't was buried in the tomb. Resurrection means I can When Jesus ascended on high, he says, Paul was able to say, I can do all things. That word again, all, Greek, Hebrew study, deep one, means all. All things, I can do all things in Christ. Okay, sorry guys, we're we're going here, it's good. No, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That pretty much covers everything. 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 The reality is we will face things. But there's a promise here. Nothing will separate us from the love of God. When you ask that question, God, where are you? He says, I'm here. His love is a promise. Nothing will separate you from the love of God. See, it's for you to believe that and receive that. Because we all face circumstances, trials, tribulations. Can I encourage you folks? Jesus never said we wouldn't have them. He said quite the opposite. He said you will. 
but for this reason, a testing of your faith that will work perseverance. And when it's finished its work, you will be into the full measure of Christ. Praise God. Turn to someone and say, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing. Nothing. Can I encourage you? Your love relationship with God, with the Holy Spirit and the Father, will be outworked in your relationships this way. It will be displayed Christ-like. That's what I would say to any of you that have unforgiveness in your heart because of hurts. Let it go. You know you don't need to go on a 30-day fast. It's that simple. Let it go. That's your freedom. To forgive is a wonderful thing. A wonderful thing. That's why God and the apostle always says, forgive one another. Notice he didn't preference this when they come and ask forgiveness. There's a heart in our hearts that we forgive automatically because we know what forgiveness is. Amen? So he has risen so we can have that intimate relationship with him and with one another. All right, you ready the next one? He is risen so we can live a life of fearlessness. We don't have to be afraid of anything. Nothing. Now, let me define that. I don't mean for you to go like out bungee jumping off the bridge, but some might do. But what he's saying is you don't have to fear death anymore. I mean, this is it. He defeated it, destroyed it, conquered it, and abolished it. Let's read some scripture just to encourage you because you're a little quiet. And you're thinking, well, okay. Colossians 2, 13 through 15. When you get there, shout Amen. Amen. Okay, great. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Oh, I love this bit. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Amen. 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 It is finished. We don't have to fear death because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Yeah? Lamb's book of life. I wonder if they got an app for that. Because I imagine it is thick. Because there will be billions of people written and added to it. Turn with me to Revelations 1, chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. There's just scriptures to encourage us that he's defeated death and we don't have to be afraid anymore. We can live a life fearlessly. Shout amen when you're there. Praise God. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. 
Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look. Have a look. Have a look. I'm not in the grave. Have a look. I am alive forever and ever. Oh, and here's the bit I love. He says, oh, and by the way, I hold the keys of death and Hades. I hold the keys. That changes your perspective of what you think Satan can do. Not much. He took them. He's got them. He's got the keys of death and Hades. Can I just encourage you? Hades or hell? Jesus is the Lord of hell. See, that seems a bit odd. Satan didn't create hell. The Father and the Son made that place, and he's the Lord of everything, including hell. But it lets us know we don't have to live in fear because he holds the keys. So no matter what I face, no matter what situation, I see with the eyes of the kingdom that he holds the keys. That means he decides. He decides when my departure is. No one else. He decides because he's the king of kings and lord of lords. Who has the keys? Who's in charge? Who is your Lord? It's just great to say that name, isn't it? Jesus. Woo! I love him. He is amazing. At least there's three that think that. He is amazing. He saved you. You were destined for hell and he stepped in and saved you. You had a one-way ticket and he stepped in. He chose you. You didn't choose him. You need to get excited about this, folks. Jesus saved you. Saved you. Saved you for purpose. Not to sit in a pew and just sing some songs and think this is great. I love how this makes me feel. I get all this tingly feeling. I feel great. But it's not just for you. He's called us to go. Make disciples. And that's why I'm so excited because more and more people are coming up here and sharing testimonies of people they've led to the Lord. And it's not something that happens on a Sunday. They've been doing it during the week. God's going to do that more and more with us. I don't care if you're 80 or 8. We're all included in this. Yeah? It's a new freshness for the older people generation. God's going to use you in a mighty way. That's what I'm praying. Even if you don't want to be tough. Because that's what I'm asking the Lord to do. And he says, whatever I ask in heaven will be given to me. With two or three gather in my name and they agree. Can someone agree with me on that? Oh, praise God. That's for 55 and above. (laughs) Praise God. Next point. He has risen so we can live. He has risen and he is alive and lives in you. Folks, you can't get rid of that state. He lives in you. 
So let's read some scriptures just to confirm this so I'm not making it up. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 7. When you get there, shout amen. Man, you guys are getting quicker. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in the kindness to us in Christ Jesus. He made us alive with Christ. Now some people say, T, I'm just not, I'm not like that. Soon as you accepted Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God came abound upon you, your DNA changed. And here's the thing. The DNA is the same for every person in the kingdom. We become like him in every way. Doesn't mean you have to be as loud and crazy, man. But there is a boldness that you have. Because Jesus is bold. Well, okay. There's two or three. Okay, don't worry. We'll keep going. I got some more stuff here for you to get you unlocked. John 14. John 14. We're reading 15 through 21. I trust this is helpful. He has risen so we can live a life to fullness. Okay. If you love me, keep my commands. Hmm. Hmm. Keeping commands has to do with love. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Yeah? The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Turn to someone and say, in me. Man, now this is getting scary. He's living in me. Yeah? So when you say, God, where are you? He says, here I am. What? Yeah? He's in you. Oh, here we go, folks. I will not leave you as orphans, but I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Well, we're all over the place. We're in the Father, we're in heaven, we're in Christ, and he's in us. He doesn't want us to try to get away. We're in fellowship with him. Oh, this is good. Hallelujah. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by the Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Realize this today. The I am lives in you. 
Settle that today. Stop arguing. Stop thinking that you have this other person that's causing you sin. There isn't. It's Christ who lives in you. The I man. The one that helps you make the right choice every time. That's great. Do you know, because the I am lives in you, he's going to finish the work he started. Do you know, because the I am lives in you, he can help you change? Do you know, because the I am lives with you, there is nothing that you cannot overcome? Do you know, because the I am lives in you, he can help you be a better husband? Do you know because the I am lives in you, he can help you be a more efficient, valuable worker? Now you wait and see till you get to the miracle part. That is part of the miracle. Don't box God into just raising the sick and raising the dead. The greatest miracle is what needed at that moment. When you realize the I am is not limited just to doing, quote, the superhero stuff, but it's all stuff. Call on me for all things. I can help you be a better father because I am the perfect father. I am with you. I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way in truth. I am. I love the fact that Jesus never said this. I was. Or I will be. He wants us to grab something. He's from beginning to end. I am. I am. And that will never change. Yeah? Praise God. Hallelujah. He's alive. He wants you to be living in the fullness now. Not waiting for some date of heaven, but now. Bring heaven to earth now. How can you do it? Because the I am lives in you. Sorry. (laughs) Hebrews 13.8. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The I am doesn't change in you. Yeah? The only thing that changes is you as he continually reveals himself more and more in your life. He is risen so we can live the life he's called us to live. Amen? All right. Next one. He has risen so we can change the world. Now this is talking about your purpose. Our purpose as a church. Yeah? He hasn't risen just so you can have a nice cushy life. Yeah, he hasn't risen so it's just you and me tucked away. Don't get me wrong, you will have moments like that, but that is not your primary purpose. He has risen so you and I can change the world. Yeah? So turn with me to the scriptures. Mark 16. I know we've read there, but we're going to read the second half now. Shout out amen when you're there. Great. We're reading Mark 16, and this time we're reading from 14 through verse 20. 
Now, before then, we just read about Jesus' resurrection. And in the opening statement, you find it quite odd that later Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. We like to gloss over that because we don't want to read that bit. But the word rebuke. He corrected them. He corrected them on this point. Mary and the women came and they brought a testimony. A testimony that Jesus was alive. And they were stubborn and they didn't believe it. They refused to believe it. Folks, let us not be like that with one another. If you need to rebuke me, rebuke me. Because we're a people of faith. We're a people of promise and we're a people of hope. Sorry, I just had to say that because that was in there, okay? Now here's the good part, yeah? That was a good part too. Let me encourage you, that's good as well, yeah? He said to them, go into all the world. Did... uh, I wonder what that all means. All. All. I mean, it's not a certain race or color. It's not one nation that is more sunny than the other. Where it rains more or less in other countries. All. The broken. The world that wants to throw people out and give up. All the world. And preach the gospel to all creation. It says preach. That involves talking. A conversation. Preaching and declaring. Yeah? So that includes all the world, and it includes all of us, yeah? It's not just down to Tim, myself, and a handful. All of us are called to preach. All of us, yeah, are called to preach. To all creation, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. Notice it did say this, and these signs will sometimes, these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. Can I just, how many here are baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues? More and more, God wants us to do us more and more of that. Pray in your heaven language all the time. Yeah, that's a new thing God's bringing to us. Not new, but confirming. Speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and they will drink deadly poison, and it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick people, and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, 
and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by signs that accompanied it. We're a people of signs. I want to encourage every one of us here. God is wanting us to step in a new phase of moving in the gifts. Because it's not just about clever words. It's with power and demonstration. Power and demonstration. So I'm excited for us. Because I'm believing in the years ahead that we're going to double in size. At least. At least. Everything else is a bonus. But for each and every one of us from today, if you were just to lead one person to Christ, disciple them, see them baptized, and added to this church, we would go from 300 to 600 in one year. And this is what it all it takes. It doesn't take us taking up a massive offering. It doesn't take us just putting on a massive outreach. It only takes you and I taking our responsibility to do what God called us to do. He is risen so we can change the world. Folks, we're called to change the world. Now you may see, T, I'm not in the right place. I'm having challenges. God doesn't want you to stay there. God wants you to be set free. God wants you to be whole. I just want to share a little testimony. I know you guys have heard a little bit. But when I got saved in 1990, it's been 25 years since I've been saved. Hallelujah. Also, it's Roger's birthday today, spiritually. Yeah, because you got saved on Easter Sunday. 49 years, praise God. Oh, we're half and half almost. That's wonderful. Okay. So 25 years, the moment I got saved, I was so excited. I wanted my dad and my mom and my family to get saved. And I was zealous and uh, young, probably said some things over the top. And nothing was happening. And over and over, unashamedly, I'd share testimonies, share the good news. Nothing. But I still believed Because God made a promise. Promises made, promises kept. Don't get discouraged by the timeline. Everything is in God's perfect timing. So, a couple of months ago, I had a chance to go home, and I just really felt this was the time that God was going to open a door for my dad. My dad has Alzheimer's, and, uh, but fortunately enough, he remembers who I am and uh, remembers the family. But I just prayed for a moment that his mind would be clear. And it happened at a bar. <laughs> Don't limit God how he's going to bring people into the kingdom. And God gave us a moment, and I shared the good news with him. And then my dad turned to me unexpectedly and says, what must I do, son? 
What must I do, son? What must I do, son? And so right there, I said, Dad, we'll just take my hand and repeat after me. It was the easiest person I've ever led to Christ. Amen. Amen. And I spent time and I gave God thanks when I came home and on the plane ride home. And I, and I was thanking God. God, it's been 25 years waiting and praying. He says, no, son, it hasn't. It's been 79. And then the Spirit took me and showed glimpses of my dad when he was growing up. And where the gospel had come along his path and he had rejected it, even as a little boy. When he played baseball in Japan, when he was in the army, and someone was handing tracks out to him, and he said, no, thank you. At work, a lady that was a Christian that shared the gospel, but he said, no, thank you. And the Spirit spoke to me. He says, son, I want you to know, and I want you to tell my people that I have everything in control. No one will be lost. Everyone that is called to me will come to me. So I want to encourage you with that. He has risen. He has risen so you and I can be in fellowship and a relationship with him all the time. Talk to him. Listen. Enjoy times with him. Don't be so quick to rush to get to the next appointment. Talk to him all the time. He's risen so you don't have to fear anymore. He's risen so you can live your life to the fullness. Not half-hearted, but to the fullness of God. And he's risen so we can change the world. Could we just stand in his presence? Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you, Jesus, that you rose from the grave and accomplished so much for each and every one of us. We want to thank you, Lord, that our days ahead are our best days. We want to thank you, Lord, that you know each and every one of us intimately, intimately, and your desire is to have more fellowship with us. Father, I just pray over everyone as this word has been brought forth that it would bear fruit now, Lord God, that it would only continue to grow and multiply as we go out to change the world together with you with us in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, amen. 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 Folks, God bless. Have a great Sunday, and we'll see you next week.